the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Or, yeah, four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Scratch your mic. I think that's number three. Nope. Number four? Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me turn on. One, two. Go ahead. One, two, three, four, five. Keep going. Keep going. There it is. There you go. Three. There you go. Okay, Alan's with me, my son, and uh, and we're going to go to the phones real quick because we have Henry. Henry, you're first. How can I help you? What's that? Oh, how about Scott? Did we did have we done Scott yet? Here we go. Scott's on. All right, thank you. Hey, I have a 2016. Okay. On the chance I can't call Scott up because I can't hear him, but um, I can hear we. Uh, we can talk until we get Scott and see what happens. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, folks. This is on my end, not uh, the radio station's end. We're actually changed in positions on the uh, on the transmission of the radio show, yeah. and, and it's all my fault. Who's there? This is Scott from Scott. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I have a 2016 Discovery Sport um, that I had to replace my own battery. Um, and about three months later, the, um, uh, kind of lost the charge in the battery. Um, meaning there was some leakage of something going on with the battery. Uh, it's brand new. Uh, I wonder if there's some sort of battery control module or something that has to be reset, um, by software or by a dealer to tell it it has a new battery. The answer is yes. And the, I just, we just ran into this, uh, it wasn't two months ago. Um, and Two things. Yes, there is a, a battery minder that does need to be reset. But also, too, the, the bigger issue is is some of those have a secondary battery, and it's located in the right rear of the vehicle, um, uh, in the cargo area, in the right side, or sometimes underneath. In the cab? In no, the yeah, yeah, in the cab. Okay. In the cab, inside the car. Okay. And it's the, it's the secondary. A lot of times they use them for stop-start or stuff like that. But we found that we put new batteries in, and that battery is bad also. And then there's a parasitic draw on the main battery from the little battery. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we have to do them both together because we'll see this within. Ours happen actually a lot faster. Ours happen within a week. But um, it, it does happen. I would definitely find out if you have a secondary battery. 99% of the people don't even know they do. 
Um, if that's the case, I would start there. But yes, if you don't have a secondary battery, there is a battery reminder that uh, that they have to reset to tell them it has a new battery. Okay, now he's looking in the trunk of the car. He yep. might have to pull the carpet up, mm-hmm. or he might have to move one of the plastic stuff or the cardboard stuff to get to that battery. Yes, okay. yes, and it's going to be much smaller than the primary one. It's it's a uh, uh, it's probably half or a third the size. Okay, and and another thing, Scott, do you have a voltmeter? Yes. Okay. Again, you want the battery, to whatever the static voltage of the battery is, you just want it to climb up to about 13, 13 and a half volts when you just raise the idle. So idle off, car off, take a volt reading from the battery. And, and that's going to be somewhere between 11 and a half and 12 and a half. And then you're going to want it to go up from there. So we just want to see some power and we can watch the voltage to do that. Okay? Yeah. So is the... But do you have to? So you have to do a service call with the dealership for them to reset the miner. So that's that's an out of pocket expense just to reset that. That's you what I'm have yeah, you have to have a scanner. It doesn't have to go back to the dealer, but you do have to, someone that has to have a scanner um, to ah. to reset that. Yes. Okay. And, All and right. Is it a helpful. proprietary scanner or is it? Just no, we like- can. No, we can do it with our. Uh, uh, we don't have a rover scanner, so yeah, we can do it with our stuff. Do you remember what ours our name is? Uh, well, we have an Altel, we have multiple Snap-ons. So I mean, we have a. Uh, yeah, but they're you know these they're the expensive ones. They're not the code reader type. Okay, a- a- approximately. Oh, cost I, I would with say if, if he came in for us, it's probably a half hour, so eighty-eight plus tax. Okay, labor. Labor, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then if it needs okay. a battery, then the battery is extra. Yes, okay. absolutely. Do we test that battery just like we do the primary battery where we load test it, or is it just a smaller um, No, it'd be, it would be out of the vehicle, yeah, so we'd pull it and do, do a, a test run on the ground. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Does that help you? Very much. Thank you. All right. All right, Great. Scott. Great. Um, Th- all righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, there's two of us uh, talking about cars, and you're more than welcome to join us. Have you had anything unusual in the last uh, couple of months? Uh, you know, somebody has a bird in the trunk with a noise, or and, 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 and have you had anything? We've got a, a lot of cars out there that are old cars, and they're mm-hmm. vintage. And what's the number one thing we're doing? Are we tuning them and putting them on a fine tooth, you know, on a razor blade, and we're giving them more power, or is it some maintenance item? Yeah, a little of a little of everything. I mean, we got one out there that we're just resealing the motor on. Uh, we've got other ones that we, that, you know, Eddie does car work on. We got other ones that's just suspension stuff. Um, so, yeah, those older ones. Um, Right now, all, all, most of the projects are small because we don't like to, you know, do those in the summer because we're so busy. Right. But, uh, um, yeah, we've got – I can't think of anything right off the top of my head that's crazy, but it's always something. I mean, it's always the, something. That, as you walk into the shop, the first four or five bays are filled with Lincolns and old cars. Yeah. Yeah, that, I know that Lincoln was something. I can't remember what suspension work. And then that thing's got a convertible top that there's like 67,000 steps to do it. I mean, there's an owner's manual, an inch thick, just to get the top down. And there was some switches <laughs> that we were trying to do, load switches or whatever. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's a nice old car, nice old Lincoln there. See, I thought the mo- I could be wrong, but I thought the motor was out of the Lincoln and it was no. on a tire. No, the motor's out of the uh, uh, um, charger. Oh, okay. okay. It's getting ready. We're just waiting on parts. It's ready to go back in. Okay. So, uh, And then the Lincoln, the white Lincoln with the ragtop is next to it. Okay. All right. Yeah, we work on vintage cars, and that's where we're really backed up. 
is we can only handle about four or five at a time. And that dominates, we have 20 bays, but that dominates one whole side of the shop. And obviously we have a lot of customers that are not going to be happy if we can't service them sometime in the next couple of days. So that, but that's, Alan, that's happened all over. Oh, sure. I, I talk to other shop owners and they say, we're just so far behind. Mm-hmm. And and the worst part is the technicians are moving around. Yep. And uh, and so you 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 lose two techs and you have five, you're in big time trouble. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open and there's five of them. And Gil, we have a caller. Yes, we do. Say hello to Jim. Jim, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Um, what year did they start putting catalytic converters on cars? I think it was in the seventies. No, I don't think it was that. It, no, it, it wasn't. And I'll tell you why I know that. Because my excursion doesn't have one. Um, it didn't come with one. It's 02. Okay. okay. 03. I, it's 02, 03-ish. Somewhere that yours doesn't have one either. Yours is an 02. Okay. So okay. I, I have a, a, a 2000 RAV. And so it wouldn't have one. Oh, no. that You know what? I mean, that may be diesels I'm thinking of. Yeah. I think that might be oh. diesels. Uh, your 2000 RAF should have them for sure. Um, yeah. Okay. I was thinking 96, 97 because we were doing cats um, about that time. And, yes. And people had a real rich running motor, when, and they put a cat on it, or they bought a car with a cat that was rich, one and rich and fat with fuel, and they'd plug them up just in a short period of time. What are you doing on your cat? Are you trying to replace it or repair it or what? Jim? No, I was I was just curious because you were talking earlier about them, and I was just curious as to when, if mine had one or not, you know. Okay. Well, this... This says, uh, I just Googled it here. Yeah. This says, uh, <laughs> Clean Air Act of 1970 required all cars after the year 75. So, okay. yeah, you were right. Really? I didn't think it went back that far, but, yeah, 75. And wow. another thing you can do is is you can go on the Internet and go to Rock Auto, put your VIN number in, and it'll tell you everything about your car and every part on your car, and they'll give you part numbers that you can cross over from a motorcraft to a Delco, stuff like that. So if yeah, you ever need, yeah. if you run into parts and on the older cars, um, we do that about a third of the time because nobody has that here. So we'll get on Rock Auto and, and order it, and it's in Colorado, and the guy will ship it to us. And so that's that's really a nice thing that we've had. That, and a friend of mine called the other day, and he was in South Carolina, and he couldn't find an electric rack for his Ford truck. So instead of a hydraulic rack, fluid, it's an electric rack. And um, I looked it up for him, and I go, well, how far is this place from you? And he goes, 30 miles. And I said, well, this guy's got one, or at least he does. Here's his phone number. Call him up. So Steve calls me back, and he goes, home run. He says, I called him, and he's got it, and it's still in the box. I went and picked it up, and it was the exact rack I needed. So those are some success okay. stories. We we oftentimes, especially on the vintage car side, we have to look for that kind of stuff. 602-508-0960. And we handled Jim, right, uh, Gil? Yes, we did. You want another caller? Yeah, I believe that. I think that was Jim. Okay. Yeah, that was Jim. Separate battery or something. like. Oh, wasn't that the... Dis- that was Scott. Okay. Scott was the Discovery battery. Okay. And then Jim was this one about the cats. Okay. All righty. All righty. We have another caller. Who might that be? Say hello to Natalie. Natalie, good morning. Good morning. So I was just calling because um, I hear you guys talking about the catalytic converters. And so recently um, I have a 2012 GMC Terrain and uh, probably like 
been over a month or so ago, it uh, did a check engine code. I think it was 420. It's at catalyst low efficiency. Yep. And so cleared the code, and then um, some guys at the shop where I work, they just, you know, we did like a fuel treatment thing on it, but then the light came back on um, a few weeks later with the same code. Uh, The other night, my vehicle was kind of like sputtering, and I thought I could smell gas, so I kind of just started calling around to see about getting it replaced, and the prices that I'm getting are like, you know, $3,000, $3,200. So anyways, I was just calling to see. Somebody was kind of telling me like about drilling holes out of it so you don't have to replace it don't get some more information about that and okay let, let me and we're going to keep you on over the break but let me just tell you your catalytic converter is going to be available but before that happens you got a code and it, it couldn't we have an o2 sensor on the front of the back of that cat that's bad and uh, given a code when it really isn't? Not efficiency. Okay, okay. Yeah, if it's high or low, yes. But it's basically saying, I see what's coming in, let's just say 100, and I see what's coming out 95, and that's not working for me. Okay. So basically, that's that's if it's, it needs to be 110. You, okay. you know what I'm saying? To, yes. To, to pass through. So efficiency codes are 99.9% of the time um, cats. And uh, let me know when we're done because I can't see the clock. Okay, but sure. um, it all depends on... The, the where the cats at some of these cats are on the uh, exhaust manifold some of these cats require a complete y pipe or you have two cats some of these cats because we've been doing a bunch because they've all been getting stolen two, i think yeah a ton of them have been getting stolen and it's not uncommon to see a three or five thousand um, dollar uh, cat bill but it's also not i mean i've also seen six and eight hundred dollar cat bills so it just depends three thousand doesn't shock me i don't know right off the top of my head what it is or what it isn't but uh um uh, that number doesn't shock me. Who do we farm out to? Oh, okay. it, it depends. Sometimes if it's in a straight pipe, we'll cut it out and weld it in ourselves. Okay. Um, sometimes it's the whole assembly where we got to drop both manifolds and you know drop it down to whatever. Um, but it, it just really depends. There's so many different variables. Okay. On Is there cats. a muffler shop? Yeah, I mean, we use Mason muffler when we okay. do need something welded in that we can't weld. Okay, your, your, your first call, I, I, you can pick and choose however you want. We can do it, or you can call Mason Muffler on Monday and just tell them you were referred by Salem Boys, and they'll help you out. And sometimes they can beat just about anybody's price. Not only that, they can test it for you. And if it's plugged up, they'll know it. So Mesa Muffler, it's in Mesa, obviously. And anybody else, 602 and we'll be right back. Hi, it's Jim Ryan, General Manager of 960 The Patriot. Human trafficking is the second largest criminal activity in the world, and Arizona is the main transit point in the U.S. The average lifespan of a victim is seven years, just seven years. They die in an attack from abuse, HIV and STDs, malnutrition, overdose, and suicide. The average age of a child is first trafficked is 13 years old. Picture a 13-year-old you know. Makes you shiver, doesn't it? Our culture, our community has a responsibility to do something about this. Here's how. The nation's largest trafficking rescue program is right here at the Phoenix Dream Center. And 960 The Patriot has a goal to raise 50 k for their new Hope Haven wing. Please donate whatever you can. You can also be a Patriot business benefactor. If you own a business and can make a larger donation, I'll give you the equal amount back in advertising. Donate 5000 and I'll give you 5000 in ads on 960 The Patriot. Go to 960thepatriot.com or call 602-955-9600. This is the story of a very special woman. 
In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Plenty of people start something great in their 40s and 50s. Getting your retirement savings on track is no different. Go to aceyourretirement.org, and in three minutes, you'll get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Looking for a radio station that cares about real news and not afraid to go beyond the headlines? There's only one station for you, 960 The Patriot and 960thepatriot.com. We just lost you. I think we're transmitting, or at least she shows a green light that we're transmitting. But um, okay. Yeah, we can hear you, Mark. Okay, twenty-one minutes after the hour, eleven o'clock. Alan's sitting here next to me. He's my son, and he's been in this business since high school. I've been. In- oh, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, 25, 30 years. Okay. Yeah, high school. Okay, Natalie had a follow-up question. Natalie, we're going to go back to you, and then we're going to go to Benny. But, Natalie, go ahead. Okay, just, um, so it sounds like probably I just need to take it in and get it checked, but I did want to ask a question about um, aftermarket versus factory. Like, is there, I mean, a pro and con there? Yes. Both of us are shaking our head. It's considerably cheaper, obviously, to do the aftermarket, but they... Do they not last as long? Yeah. T- 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 sometimes you may not have a, a choice just financially. I mean, um, I had a 22 um, Silverado pickup the other day, half ton, that was like 5200 bucks. And if it wasn't a company, I don't know many people that could just, uh, um, you, you know, pay 5200 bucks to get their cats uh, replaced. And, and, and in some cases, aftermarkets are the, the only things available. But, yes, typically we find that they don't last nearly as long. Um, and and, okay. and it's kind of uh, in the price, uh, re- reflected in the price, too. So um, typically... I I mean, you, you know, but just it, it's kind of a case by case basis. But so not nearly as long, but like like rough estimate 
mean, mm, are we talking like I mean, I've five seen years a, versus n- two years? Or n- no, I'm. We're probably talking f- five plus years for the for the factory, and I would say uh, one to three, one to three on the aftermarket. Um, sometimes sooner, and then sometimes longer. But but I would say most of them fail within one to three years. And Natalie, are you passing all your emissions tests right now? I have, yeah. So um, okay. yes. What that means to I us is. If what that means to us is is you, catalytic converters typically go bad when we start running a bunch of fuel through them, and of course they're supposed to consume the fuel, so they get red hot and they melt, and then you have no power. So usually, not only do you have to put a cat on, but you got to fix the problem up underneath the hood because it caused the cat to metal, melt melt down. So and when it melts down, you usually lose lots of power. So if you haven't done that and you don't smell rotten eggs all the time, there's a good chance all you need is a cat. Okay. So, like, maybe nothing else going on then? Well, how many I miles? Um, I have about 145,000. And it's a 2012? Yeah. I would say that's slightly premature, but you'll know once you put a new cat in, you'll know pretty quickly if it's if it's something else because you'll start getting weird O2 readings and stuff like that. But... um. Also, um, anybody's going to take the temperature on the front side of the cat and then on the back side of the cat. And if we want the same temperature kind of throughout, if anything, it's going to be hotter on the outlet side. So that's another test that we'll run. We'll just put it up on the hoist, put it in drive, spin the tires about 50, 60 miles an hour for five minutes or so. And then we take a temperature gun and we go front cat and back cat, and that'll tell us what we need. Okay? Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, let and thank you, Natalie. Let's go to Benny. Benny, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning. I have a question about my. Um, I have a 2012. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Okay, I'm going to assume that Benny. Oh, Benny. Hello? I'm sorry, I, I lost you, but Benny, yeah. go right ahead. Okay, I have a 2012 Nissan Armada with a V8. And um, when I turn on my uh, heater or my air conditioner, it's not, um, I can feel the AC is very cold, but it's barely coming out. The blower motor, I can hear it blowing hard behind the dash, but um, it's blowing very little. Okay. And um, filter? Yeah, that's the first thing. Yeah. There's a filter somewhere underneath the dash. And it looks like an air filter, but it's not going to be round. Yeah. It's going to be flat. And um, get on the internet and find out where that filter's at. It's going to be under. Typically, it's underneath the passenger side dashboard. Yeah, typically behind the glove box. Behind the glove box. Okay. And behind, so, okay. once you get one, I think I don't know. I'd buy one because whether he needs it or not, yeah. it's a 2012. Well, the first thing I yeah. I don't know how far cabin filters go back. That's yeah. one thing. Like my O, uh, my my Dodge, my uh, uh, nine didn't have one, uh-huh. so I don't know how, exactly how far they go back. I'd have it in your hand, and then and then if if you don't know you've had it and you've had this car for a while, it's going to look pretty nasty. And if it's if it's hampering air volume that much, it's pretty nasty. Pull it out, uh, take it down to wherever you buy your auto parts, have them get you another cabin filter. But I would verify you have one for 
first before we're chasing our tail. If you don't have one, then we're probably looking at some sort of a blend door issue where it's kind of stuck between two, uh, you know, maybe dash or, or defrost or floor, yeah. and you're getting a, a mixture of both, so you don't get a, vol- a large volume of either. But um, I would have that in your hand before I do it because that, that's going to tell you a lot. And what he's talking about for the rest of the people, because you guys are talking pretty technical, the blend door, it, we command it to either send the air through the top of the windshield, the center vents, or the floor. Yep. And so there could right. be a difference in the blend door activity. But I agree that the 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 uh, cabin filter is the first thing you have to inspect. Okay. Um, and also, like every 15 seconds, there's some kind of sound at the bottom also, um, uh, bottom of the dash. Like if there's squeezing of uh, rubber or something, something turning against uh, a bush, rubber bushing. So that's... And that's I think that the only time it happens is when i when i turn on the air conditioning or the heater okay that's very telling as well because you, you like i said these are little plastic doors with little plastic motors with little plastic gears yeah and as they as they start to break down um it may be trying to open up that door that door may be closed all the way that door may be stuck open at one inch it may be stuck all the way open um but it it, it could be going in there and try and click as it's trying to spin those things, and you may have have a stripped gear or a stuck door or something to that effect. Um, again, that all still can be related to a cabin filter if it's sucking so much debris. Um, uh-huh. But I would I would try that first. If it's a blend door issue, it's probably something you're going to need to take a shop to because that, that those things can get really hairy if I've got to pull the whole dash out to do it. Yeah, we, we, those are going to be the cost you a little bit of money because it's difficult to pull out the dash to get to yeah. the blend door. Um, I've seen a guy, I saw a guy not too long ago up in Payson. He had a blend door problem. So he figured out if he just stuck <laughs> a piece of wood right here, then he had cold air. Yeah. And then he, I said, what about uh-huh. how? And he goes, I'll cross that bridge when I get there. We had a customer the other day that uh, had real low uh, volume. And uh, we came in and her uh, the, the glove box was so full of papers that one had gone down the back yeah. and was covering the cabin filter. Okay. It just so happened to be one of our alignment sheets. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, there's uh-huh. a lot of different things, but drop that drop that glove box down and take a peek first. Behind it, yeah, behind okay. it. All right, good luck, good luck, Manny. Thank you very much. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. We have five lines available. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, and Alan's sitting here next to me. He runs the shop at our facility, um, and. And he has the responsibility for all the guys and all the diagnosis and all the repairs. And that's the reason why he has um, confidence, and I have confidence in his ability. But you'll also notice that we're asking questions and getting answers. But if we ask a question, there's three possibilities. Yes, no, or I don't know. So don't guess on that. Tell us yes, no, or I don't know, because that's going to determine what area we go in. We'll be back right after this. APCO Roofing Company would like to remind everyone listening this Memorial Day weekend, make sure you and your family have a safe and sober way home, and please never drink and drive. Brought to you by Terry Lane and the staff at APCO Roofing Company in Peoria. At APCO Roofing Company, they believe our area is a great place to live and work, and they're doing their best to help keep it that way. That's APCO Roofing, wishing you and your family a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. And our friends at Arizona Complete Candy and Tobacco reminds everyone, the only thing more dangerous than taking your eyes off the road to text while driving is believing you're in control while doing so. Texting while driving just doesn't endanger your own life, but lives of others as well. So please don't text and drive. The Safe Drive Reminders brought to you by Ellen Schwartz and the staff at Arizona Complete Candy and Tobacco. They're on the air because they care about the people in our community. 
Arizona Complete Candy is located at 6020 North 55th Avenue in Glendale. You can visit them online today at ArizonaComplete.com. That's ArizonaComplete.com, reminding you that smarter drivers do save lives. Dad! Come on! Over here! Look at this, Dad! Over Whoa! The moment my son saw a redwood tree. It's huge! Is the moment I knew that for him. You can't even see the top of that thing! Even the sky has no limit. There are some moments only the forest can inspire. Find yours at discovertheforest.org. Learn about forests near you and discover cool things to do when you go, like hiking, biking, fishing, or camping. Or do your own thing when you get there with family and friends. Your moment is out there. Find it at discovertheforest.org. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the well, welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. And uh, Alan's sitting here with me. He's my son. And Alan runs the shop. And... Uh, and I'm relegated to paperwork at this particular point, <laughs> unless they have a really old car, and then they're likely to talk to me or, or Eddie's been around a long time. Let's go to the phones. We're going to start with Paul. Paul, good morning. Good morning, sir. I have one that's really going to stump you. Okay. Can't surprise you. Uh, my son has a brand-new Toyota Tundra, and he's having a lot of mice problems, chewing his wires. He's done everything except uh, nuke them. Now, uh, it's going to cost between ten to 15000 to replace the entire wiring hose at uh, Toyota. 
and it's covered by insurance, so he's lucky. Uh, but here's the reason why that the insurance agent told us. On um, many manufacturers that sell in Europe, the EU requires them to reduce their petroleum content in their vehicles. So uh, Subaru, Lexus, Honda, Toyota, and Ford and Chevy's following, they're using canola oil to produce the covering on all the wiring in the vehicles. And the mice smell canola nuts and to tune all the wires up. And it's happening all over the country, he said. Uh, the company is uh, paying a lot of claims out, and they may do a, uh, an attachment where you got to pay extra. But uh, the carvings aren't made out of plastic or rubber anymore. They use a canola oil, 80%. So the mite are... Wait a minute. It's a canola nut. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're, you're saying that they use canola around the wires and no, that no, there's the, no the longer wires. a... Co- wait, wait, wait. And there's no longer a covering for this wire? No, no. The, the covering you see on the wiring in a Toyota, all of them, is made out of canola oil. So you think it's plastic, but it's actually made out of canola oil. Okay. And the all mice right. smell the oil. All right. We're both shaking our heads because we've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's I mean, a new oh, phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly when when this started. I, I I'll be honest with you. I can't speak to that. I, I see, we see a lot of rodent stuff here. Uh, see a lot of yeah. rodent stuff, but it's not. It's I I've not seen any on the later models or anything like that. I mean, I see, we see it back from the cars that come in here from the '60s to the '80s to the 2010s and 20s. But I, I, I have no idea. And here's another thing: o- canola oil is a liquid. And the only way we could turn it to a solid is gas or cold. Make it cold. Yeah. It's going to have a... But on the heat side, it's going to burn up and go away, I'm sure, north of 200 degrees. Yeah. So I've never heard I, of that at all. And I want to tell you something. There's lots of those kinds of things that float because they get started on the Internet. And somebody in Arkansas decides that it's got canola oil on it. Or he p- says he puts canola <laughs> oil on it and, and, no. it, and it chases... Well, I know, I know... But the, there's a lot of this, and 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 you can go to Google and start talking to Google, and th- they'll give you 20 or four uh, different answers. But we've not seen that. We have seen rodents chewing up dashes or chewing up wires, but it's hit and miss. Whether yeah. it's Chevy, Ford, Dodge, Honda, Toyota. Yeah. Well, and honestly, the biggest thing for us is location, where you, you live, where you live. If you live like where I live in Chandler, then it doesn't. But but I, we got people that live in you know Waddell and Anthem and you know X and Y and Z, and a little bit more of the outskirts that that it usually happens more too. I will tell you one thing that we did run into a while back is that it, it actually just happened to be a Toyota, but uh, Toyota sells a tape that looks like a your, your black electrical tape uh-huh. and it's gray. And it literally has pictures of mice on it with a circle and a line through it. <laughs> Swear to God. I, I, I'm not kidding you. Ask Jeff. Jeff found it. I don't know how it was, but we had some. And so there was a, a section of wire that kept getting eaten up on this car. And um, he, Jeff had found this. And we wrapped it. And it was expensive. I mean, this was stupid. I have a picture of it somewhere way back on my phone. But uh, we wrap it in. And it's a no. I don't know how much it would be to wrap an entire wiring harness. That sounds ridiculous. But um, the fact is, is they. Uh, I have seen it with my own two eyes. I've held it in my hand. Um, but I don't know how you'd wrap all the wires that continue. Well, to... I don't think you need to wrap the wires behind the dash because they got right. no access to the inside of the car. So it's either going to be the engine compartment, it's going to be the transmission, or something like that. The, the other thing too is is the reason that they're from, from the way that we the reason that they're up in there is to stay warm. 
so in a lot of other climates, they'll climb up on the engine to stay warm. So I mean, all of those kind, all of the the nests and rat stuff we find are in the air cleaner on the intake, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. That's where we always find them. The cowboy way to get rid of this is is to take wire screen and put it underneath and hook up half of a 110 yeah. circuit to the car <laughs> and half go. of the one cir- 110 circuit <laughs> to, to the ground to the, to the wire. And as soon as this guy goes over that, it's going to fry him, mm-hmm. and the fuse is going to probably pop. So, I mean, that's the old cowboy way. I'm not suggesting you do that, but um, certainly you can. I'm sure that's going to be one of the options on Google is, is to fry the son of a gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I don't know of any other way unless you surrounded the car with cats. Yeah. yeah you know, know, that that would be, and, and, and you could put a wire around the car and, and put cats, but we've never heard of the canola oil idea. Yeah. Never heard of that. Anyway, John, um, John, you know what I'm going to do, you and Jim Justice? I'm, I'm going to take a break early because I want to get both of you, so stay right there. 602-508-0960. John, you're first. Jim, you're second. And we'll get you. Um, let's see. I'll take the break a little early, Gil, if you're ready. So if I hand it over to Gil, then we'll be back. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? Uh, about three years now. Isn't it hard to make money with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy when you fill up at stations like Circle K. Wait, are you saying you get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around 200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas from participating stations like Circle K. Use promo code PHOENIX for an extra 50 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code PHOENIX for a 50 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Phoenix. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family who brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit WoundedWarriorProject.org slash not alone. Welcome back, everybody. Um, during the... During the, the <laughs> this, is, this is getting crazy. Not only are our phones ringing with other technicians telling us and laughing at us, but Alan pulled up, and, and just so that you know, he has got um, the, uh, the, the Honda... It's Honda. Oh, hold on a minute. Honda part number. Yeah, I had, I had said Toyota, but it's actually Honda. Okay, and uh, and give me that other screen that you had, and uh, and then I want to talk. I think it's a fifty-seven dollar list, and on the internet it's thirty-nine dollars. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. This and one here is. It's gray tape, 
and it's got rodents on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just Googled mouse tape for cars, and it, it comes up, and hit images, and it comes up. <laughs> so it's it's a $39 amount, but it's a 50-some-odd dollar uh, uh, list price. Yeah, something like and that. And so you did Google Chrome, and that's where you found it. Yeah, I just, okay. that's what I Googled. Yep. All right, let's go to John. John, good morning. How can we help you? Hi, morning, Mark. I got another non-car question. Okay. I've been thinking about this for a while, and then I heard the radio say that a parking garage in New York collapsed. So my question is, are the electric cars with their batteries causing more deterioration, wear and tear on the roads? Why, my, why my, are you shaking your head? My answer is yes, do, just strictly do. I, I it's not only that, uh, and again, I, I don't have, I just, from what I read in the industry papers that we read and stuff like that, but the answer is yes. It's, it's not only on your parking structures, but it's in an accident. All, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're in a regular gas Honda that weighs 3,500 pounds and you've got a, a, a an electric Tesla that weighs, I, I'm just throwing numbers here, 6,000 or 7,000 pounds, They're roughly the same size, but you're hitting something that weighs as much as a Suburban. Yeah. The answer is yeah. I, I again, I don't know a fix. I don't really care. It's not really my thing, but uh, yeah, I, I've, I've heard that. Just the sheer amount of weight that these that these cars, I mean, the the Hummer, the new Hummer, I think that thing, I want to say that thing weighs like 10,000 pounds. And I thought it was 11. I okay, maybe, yeah, Hummer. whatever it is. And, and, and it, I could be wrong, yeah. too. But, um, John, I, I'm not quite sure I'd worry about that. I'm, I'm just not quite sure. It's not something we've, well, we've heard about it clearly, but we haven't had any cars in here. And we prob- probably process, what, 20 cars a day? Yeah. Uh, something something that or a little bit more. Yeah, more. So, um, and give me more. Uh, oh, I mean, it, it, now we're probably between 40 and 50. Okay, yeah. okay. And and so, yeah, I would, you can continue to look at it, but uh, but I, I'm not quite sure where we're going to go yeah, with that. I don't know what the answer Jim, is. Jim, you're up next. How can I help you, Jim? Uh, you were talking earlier about brake fluids, and I was curious, about how many, or brake flushes, and how many would you say you do a month? I'm going to change your question and say about what kind of years the car is and how many miles it is. Uh I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, how many do we do a month? It's probably, uh, that would be a question for Andy, to be totally honest with you, but probably 15 to 20 maybe. Okay. 15 to 20 flushes? Flushes. Okay. Flushes. Now, most... most of the time, we're going to be flushing it because we're already working on the cool, or on the brake system. 100%. We're going to replace the master cylinder. We want fresh fluid on the master cylinder, so we're going to use the fresh fluid to flush out all four, uh, two calipers or four calipers or two calipers on the front and wheel cylinders on the back. And we, we typically have this device that clamps over the top of it and forces, puts the fluid under pressure so one guy can walk around and, and open them. But we use a lot of brake fluid because we want it to run from brown to clear and some of them you just can't get clear because there's so much trash in the lines and stuff like that you're not going to get clear but let me change your question how many master cylinders alan do we do because they're so full of mud they don't work anymore uh, n- not that I know of very many of them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if if we get go through the reservoir to the bottom, then we're going to lose half the brake. So we're going to and the brake light's going to pop on. So right. we have uneven pressure to the front and the back. And I don't see that as as a as a labor number a, a no. lot at all. No. No. So the answer to your question is we don't know, but we don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, more than likely, they're caused on my end and not on KKNT. 
So we apologize for that. And let's see. I think uh, we uh, Kevin is our next caller. Gil, can we pull him up? I'm still here. Oh, Kevin, go right ahead. I'm I'm ready for your your question and stuff. Okay, I'll I'll knock off the the joke. But my son has a '97 Honda Accord that's got close to 300,000 miles on it, and recently it has a slow electrical bleed that will kill the battery in about a day and a half, and he can't figure it out. He was going to start popping fuses out and see which one, which circuit would uh, stop the slow leak. Might be the doors, might be the hood, or you know the sunroof or whatever. Okay. How could we okay. diagnose that? Okay, um, I think you're on the very right track. Um, what I would do is I'd unplug the alternator first. Unplug the alternator first, and 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 that's most of the time the alternator is the drain on the on the on the vehicle's electrical system. Um, was the alternator light on before, or he had any problem with the alternator in the last six months? He hasn't mentioned that. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. It's an extra car. He's okay. What he's going to have to do is, is he's going to have to bring the battery up somewhere between 12 and a half and 13 volts. He's going to write that voltage down. Then he's going to leave the car all night long, and the next morning he's going to check the battery voltage. If the voltage comes down two or three volts, it's not going to crank the engine over. It's going to give him the machine gun sound, that da 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 kind of stuff, because right. that's low voltage. If the car starts up and runs, then we're going to have to continue to run this test. This could also be a battery problem, and it's also be that the battery is shorted and it's taken a while for it to die. And he'd find that out because the first test is, is leave it alone, take the voltage reading at night, and take the voltage reading in the morning. And typically that's either going to be an alternator or it's going to be a battery. But that's what we would do if we were... That might be the battery, so he put a new battery in it. So it's got a new battery. Okay, but there could be a draw on the battery. There could be the trunk light open. There could be a bad alternator. There's a variety of electrical problems that could create the battery to die overnight. So as long as he's doing some of that testing, what's the uh, electrical system checkout? Um, $55 is most station. Most shops are going to charge you $55, and and that would include a, a, a very comprehensive electrical system test that would necessitate probably... 24 hours in order to accomplish that. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm pretty decent with electricity, so I'm going to go up there and help him. And what he was going to do is charge a battery and take the negative terminal off and just sell the damn thing. Okay. All right. Well, one of the things you could do if you're pretty good with that is just take a volt-o-meter and just check the voltage when you park it at night, keep the cable there, and check it in the next morning. Um, If the next morning you got 12 volts, 13 volts, and you go to hit it and nothing happens, then the voltage probably drops to 9.6 or lower, and that tells you the battery's bad. Okay. So 9.6 is the floor, okay? That's the floor. Yeah, I understand that. The top end is 14, okay? Right. Okay, thanks, Mark. All right. Good luck, Kevin. Thank you very much. Let's go to um, Howard. Howard? Uh, Howard dropped, so uh, the line is are open. Okay, 602-508-0960. We've got about, uh, I don't know, 55, and we're going to be out of here um, at 58. So you got about four minutes if anybody wants to call. <clears throat> the electrical systems test, we use a lot of those inductive amp probes, don't we? Okay, the inductive amp probe is a circular device that looks like a pair of pliers, but the jaws are circular, and it's a digital. And what we do is, is we wrap it around 
both positive cables or all the cables on the positive side of the battery or all the cables on the negative side of the battery. And then we just simply watch that over time. We'll assign it to a technician and he'll just take and write down readings over some period of time. That will help us know if we have a draw because the draw would drop the voltage down and we would, on our inductive amp probes, we would see the draw. It could be two amps or three amps or four amps or it could be 10 amps. So an inductive amp probe would be an important part of that, but just sitting there and watching it die over a period of eight hours would probably be better. So that's the difference between that. And uh, did we find Howard? And we probably oh, no, didn't. No, we did not. Okay, no problem. It's okay. The electrical system is the difficult thing to fix. You have to know what you're doing. You can't go to Mr. Google, and you've got to have the right, right technical experience as well as the tools. Alan, and we can only put one person on the, on the phone at the same time, but other than a digital volt amp meter and a voltmeter, that would be all we would use. So those two pieces of equipment are all we would use to thoroughly check out the electrical system on his Honda, Chevy, Ford, Honda, Toyota. It doesn't make any difference. They're pretty much all the same. So thank you for spending your evening or afternoon with us, and we apologize, and actually I apologize for the technical problems because they have to be on my end. And uh, Gil, who's the engineer that runs our show, he, he, he didn't have any problem last hour, and he had a whole lot of problem this hour. So it's clearly um, something that's, that's wrong on Mark's end, and, uh, and so I'm going to apologize. And this is also the first time we've done a radio show from our studio at our repair shop. Usually I'm, going, I'm up in pace and doing the show, and, uh, and it makes it a little easier for me. I don't have to travel, but I was down today, and that's the reason why it was. So, Gil, where are we at on time? Oh, you got about one minute. Okay. All righty. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. Mark at marksalem.com. And if you'd like to join us, you certainly can. But you can also email me with your questions. And if you want, the questions are easy. And all you do is email me, and then I will call you back, and we'll get on the phone, and we'll talk. If I call you back, it will be um, actually on a blocked line for obvious reasons because I don't want my cell phone to, to go crazy. So anyway, thank you for spending your Saturday with me. Gil, where am I at? Oh, you got about 30 seconds. Okay. So 30 seconds away from saying goodbye. And uh, and one of the other things is is that when you call in, if you can give us your make and model of the car and then be specific on what it's doing so it vibrates only on above 45 miles an hour or my air conditioning goes away when I throttle the pedal to the floor or all kinds of stuff that can happen and that makes a big difference so it's unfortunately that's the best it is and that's the best we can offer you so 5850 I'll see you next week three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.